I read comics, show number 47, WonderCon Mini Report. This is just a podcast update. This is a slightly loopy, very tired, <laughs> we've been at Comic-Con. Sorry. See, I even said it wrong. Yeah. WonderCon. WonderCon. We were at WonderCon. <laughs> Comic-Con is a different event. So this is our WonderCon report. It's Saturday night. We just left a little while ago, and we spent all day there looking at different things. Um, so there were – I'll just give the brief overview, and okay. you can just say whatever I'm missing. All right. There were a lot of people there. Yes. <laughs> From from newbies to freakazoids, yeah, the whole game. Um, I we were noticing that there were a lot today Saturday. There were a lot of families, which was great. A lot of kids, um, a lot of women who were there by themselves. Clearly not with their boyfriends. They were either by themselves or with somebody else, like another girlfriend. And we even saw a couple of mother daughter duos, which I thought was really cool too. And being that it's in San Francisco. There were, like, huge diversity, you know, also a lot of Asian people, a lot of non-white people, essentially, yeah. which was really cool to see. Um, Comic-Con is not quite like that. There's a lot more white people mm-hmm. down in San Diego, San Diego, San Diego right. so that makes sense anyway. So that was cool. Um, they held it this year at the Big Moscone Center. It was at the smaller one last year, mm-hmm. so I guess they had an increase in registration, and it looked pretty full today. Yeah. Um, one the, of the, the alleys were really full. Yeah. Um, one of the last events we went to was supposed to be the Spider-Man 3 thing, which turned out to be not so cool. But that was in the big ballroom, and it was filled. There Fact. were people standing in the yeah. back. So that was thousands of people, I think. Um, so we walked around down on the floor um, and saw different um, – there were stores. And then I was kind of surprised. I don't know if you saw this, but that the major companies did not have really big representation on the floor. No. No, DC Comics was tiny. Yeah. I didn't see Marvel. I didn't see Marvel either, but they traditionally have not done a lot mm. of um, representation. So that was weird. Um, and the the other booths, like the Dark Horse booth, was pretty small. There mm-hmm. was a small Vertigo booth. Yeah. And the rest of it was either all people selling comics or indie stuff. And paraphernalia. And, Lots oh my God. paraphernalia. All over. Just action figures and t-shirts and videos and DVDs. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere. So I wanted to comment on one of the most amusing and just cutest things I saw, even though I would be totally annoyed if I was this mother. It was a mom and uh, daughter duo. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, do- this daughter was crying. We were walking up and down the artist galleries, alleys. And uh, this, do- this little girl, she's like maybe 11 or 12, just bawling. Mm-hmm. And her mom's just being fairly calm. And she's like, why are you upset? I don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. we're here. She's like... And, the daughter says, I'm like, I'm upset because the thing I wanted was the da-da-da-da-da variant cover of the da-da-da, and you bought me the da-da-da, the, the standard issue cover, and that's why I'm upset, okay, mom? And I just, I was so happy that that was a conversation I was hearing the mom and daughter have, and that it was, I don't know, this girl was clearly upset that 
she was getting the thing the she wrong yeah. very covered. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is really, really good. Well, um, I on all of the panels that we were at today, um, there were kids and there were kids asking questions, mm-hmm. which I thought was wonderful. That they were just like getting right up there and talking to Dan DiDio and asking oh, questions. Yeah. So that was cool. Dan DiDio, who seemed to be very amped up on something. Maybe he's always that way, but <laughs> he was so hyped up in the DC uh, Universe panel. He was a moderator, but spoke probably 70% of the time with six other people or five other people on the panel. Um, and th- he, he really just had some very, he was very amusing, so that was good. And he had answers to every single person's question, whether it was, you know, punting the question, he still had some way to do it. The one person, the one audience member who was able to stump him was this 10 or 11 year old boy who got up there named Wyatt and asked, are you going to bring Wally back? And Silence. I mean, he just, he didn't know how to answer. And then he said, you know, what do you, what do you want me, what do you want to hear? What do you want me to say? And the kid says, anything. <laughs> he just couldn't answer. And then his top sales executive was there and he's looking at him like, I don't know. You know, I, he also was the uh, one most um, likely to speak to and uh, neither of them knew what to say. So they said, Hey, Wyatt, come up here and sit up here at the table with us. And so the kid got up there on stage and of course the cloud is going, the crowd is going crazy for him. And he says, you know, Wyatt, we take a, uh, an oath of silence once we're up on this table. So, you know, somebody, the next guy at the uh, microphone, ask ask him what we're going to do with Wy- uh, with Wally. And Wyatt was totally on the key, on the ball and says, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, you know, we they went through that a little bit more of that and uh, Wyatt stepped down, but he he became the big hero of the panel. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that they treat the kids with respect, you know, totally. that they're not just... Aiming well, I don't know about the aiming their mar- their market at the uh, adult, but that because kids are there and they're willing to get up and ask questions, they'll treat them seriously. And we saw yeah. that in the stuff that was at the, the end of the day too. DC, uh, yeah, the movie stuff. Yeah, so it was cool. So I don't want to spend too much time going through all the the stuff we saw. I might talk about it. We could talk about it on a different mm-hmm. thing. But there were some really good small panels. I went to a couple that were more um, kind of academically focused, which was cool. Trina Robbins did a good presentation about. Um, comics that had come out in the 40s and 50s about women who were pilots, which I knew nothing about. It was great to be educated about that, and she showed some great illustrations. And then um, I, we saw another panel that was about um, comic book representations in the movies that was given by a guy who's a film student in Canada, and he's clearly from Canada because he said um, about... <laughs> oh, that was the first thing I noticed. And it really, I have to say, this is very nitpicky, but I think if you are going to read an academic paper out loud, you should know how to pronounce all the words that you've used in your paper. He did not know that, and that really bugged me. Um, but he had some real interesting points to make. He was kind of dividing different eras of movie making and talking about how... Um, Things have changed over time for me, a very nostalgic look. And, of course, Superman in 78 was a big example to more of a hyper-realistic style now. And that's mostly the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. And he didn't at all address the fact that some of these were DC characters and some were Marvel, right. which I think is a very big part of that. But it, it's interesting that academics are doing this kind of stuff, and it's it, you know giving these really interesting papers. So it seems cool. like that's what this uh, panel that I don't think either of us saw, Reconceptualizing Superheroics, yeah. probably was about. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see that, and then we just got sucked down... Um, buying stuff (laughs) so we missed it but it seems like there's a good mix of that kind of stuff uh the more academic bent um in the in the programming this year so that was really cool i enjoyed that um so um you saw the dc universe thing and what were they mostly talking about was it like new stuff or old stuff um they were they talked about a wide range of stuff uh the number one topic that kept popping up was 
them wanting to kill Nightwing. And it really seems that Judd uh, <laughs> really wants to kill off Nightwing. Apparently, they sat down, uh, Judd and a whole bunch of other, and, and John, uh, Dan, and, and they, they, just, they created a hit list. And Judd put everyone on the hit list, and they had to pull them back. Uh, but that they really wanted to see who they could kill off and, and which storylines and how it would affect people. And, and uh, they said that when they, they mentioned this at uh, Comic-Con, uh, a woman in the audience literally shrieked when they said <laughs> Nightwing. And they were just joking, but then it kind of started clicking uh-huh. in their heads. And, and several people stood up. And even in the later panel we saw uh, the DC Universe to movies, people were, please don't kill off Nightwing. Yeah. You know, for some reason, they have it out for Nightwing. And maybe it's just a funny thing to get the fans riled up now. They talked a lot about that. They talked about um, the the different uh, things that each of them... Jim Lee mm-hmm. jumped in for maybe 20 minutes, and then he had to run to catch a plane. And he was very funny. A lot of them were very funny, and that was nice. That's um, good. I think his name is Adam, and then Judd and, and Jan were all very amusing and had little funny stories to tell. And, and they were bantering with the audience members who were asking questions. Mm-hmm. So someone was asking when Beppo was going to come back and get a storyline <laughs> of his own. And, and, and they were joking about how they were going to work that. Jan apparently must be in the... the kids realm of stuff because she talked a lot about the stuff they were uh-huh. doing for the 12 and under group and she said oh you know we can incorporate him into the the crypto line or the crypto comic that i'm sure we'll bring out and then someone said oh yeah you know it'll be oh, and, and jan said well monkey she was trying to explain why everyone likes beppo and she's like well monkeys are like cheese they make everything better and then judd jumps in and he's like oh is that why crypto decided to chomp down on beppo in the storyline oh i'm not supposed to say it i mean they were just totally and everyone was like oh. it was it was a fun, audio, uh, fun panel when they got to, to talk, and Dan wasn't talking the whole time. But he, he was also insightful. It's just that he very much was in the spotlight, and I thought that the panel should have been the people to speak. Um, a thing that did come up, and I, I uh, was amused by their their responses, um, was what? How do they feel about the over sexualization of the outfits and uh, the characters? in in the DC world and you know first they tried to explain it away something like uh, some they specifically asked about Power Girl and Black Canary mm-hmm. you know the huge buxom woman and butt shots and the weird poses and, and Judd at first tried to say oh well it's not really that way and then he did say well there is a lot of sexism both in the drawing and the stories but um, but the men and he says but the men are drawn that way too and the, the audience Member asking the question said, uh, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, I could go on. They're pretty much fully clothed. I'm like, well, but their bodies and, and, and then Dan jumps in with Hawkman. <laughs> it was such a dumb example. I mean, okay, Hawkman, right. The one guy. The one guy, Aquaman for two years yeah. or whatever it was that, you know, shirtless. Um, and then Jan, surprisingly, she said, well, I think we just need to point out that it's, it's, it's not reality, it's fantasy. And then Dan jumped in with something like, well, we have Jan and some other, um, he mentioned some other woman's name, on on the exec uh, planning team. And so we, we always try and have them keep us in line if we ever feel like, if they ever feel we're crossing a line. It's like, you can't just say, oh, we've got two women and they'll tell us when we're yeah. going too far. I mean, you have to have some reasoning. And, and I don't really, they just kind of punted the question. They didn't. Because they don't, it. well, they don't have a good answer. No. There is no defense against what they're doing, and and if it were if it were you know, racist characters, it, people wouldn't stand for it. I mean, right. they haven't stood for it and have tried really actively to change it, and yeah. they just haven't quite gotten to that point yet. Yeah, so. I think Power Girl is a perfect example. Um, 
uh, our friend who was with us today, Shannon, he uh, he and I were talking. And I was like, Power Girl's breasts are just so ridiculous. They are they are actually bigger than her head. <laughs> they are. And and I know that that's part of she's supposed to be this perfect, you know, mm-hmm. cl- is it clone, not clone, but... I don't know what her origin is now, yeah. but, but you know, I, I read, somebody gave me, I reviewed this on the show, it was the trade of the, um, the JSA. Mm-hmm. She didn't look like that when she was yeah. originally drawn. I mean, she was built, but she wasn't, like, out of proportion, <laughs> grotesque. So, ugh. Yeah, so that was the, the, the thing that popped up for me most. It was right near the end of the, the panel. But um, but bravo for people for keeping asking about it. That's what has to happen. And it was a, it was a guy. That's who great. Asked, and, and another guy got up. This was very amusing. And he said, how do I... Uh, so when my wife and I are sitting on the couch and I'm reading comics and she looks over and she sees me, you know, seeing all these scantily clad women, what do I tell her? And they launched in this, it was related to this question. Mm-hmm. This other person asked and, and, uh, they launched into some other type of thing. And, and Tan's answer was tell her there's something interesting on TV. So she'll get distracted. And I was like, stop punting the question. Like, anyway, see, that's why I wanted to hit him when we were yeah. leaving for, for that, just for answers like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, I'm glad you went to that and not me, because I think I would have been too frustrated. I was enjoying the other stuff. Um, you know, we took a break at one point in the way um, – this is not true at Comic-Con, as I remember, but at WonderCon, there's a little mezzanine where you can stand and watch mm-hmm. and, like, look out over the floor, but there's glass in between, right. so it's very quiet. Right, right. And it's nice and cool, and you can just sort of see the people coming and going, which was – I like that a lot. Um, and uh, there were so many people in great costumes this year. We really saw a lot. Ask. Um, so we saw tons of stormtroopers yep. and other Big characters. Star Wars push today. Lots of Star Wars. Um, we saw a bunch of people um, dressed up as the Knights of the Round Table from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. And some of them were adults, but some of them were kids. Really? And there were some girls in there too. Awesome. It was a whole costume thing, and they were somebody had the coconuts, and they were like riding around on the floor. <laughs> it was awesome. The costumes looked great. I think my favorite costume was we saw a Teen Titans Robin. And, really? Yeah, and the, he had. The, he must have either bought it officially, but it didn't even look like something I've seen officially out there. Uh, I think he had it made, and it had the amazing Robin uh, logo, which stands out yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's raised. Uh, he had the cool mask. His hair was very similar. Um, he was really, really. Oh, that's perfect. cool. Um, I saw uh, two women dressed as Starfire and Raven from the animated series, and they looked good. They mm-hmm. had really good costumes. There were a bunch of people dressed as anime characters that I don't know who they are. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're anime. That's yeah. about as much as I could say. I saw a guy dressed as Joker. He did a pretty. He had dyed green hair. Really? White. Yeah. And uh, I saw Harley Quinn. There oh, was yeah. a Harley Quinn. Yeah. Cool. Um, I saw a Catwoman that was pulling it off pretty well. Yeah. Um, there was the alien that, uh-huh. that you saw so I, a little too late. <laughs> See, that alien would have killed you. It would have killed me. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have survived in the movie. That's a good costume, though. It was great. Except they were a little short, I thought. Yeah. Like, real alien is probably seven feet right. tall. And- oh, and, and of course, not a costume, but the uh, the guy who played Chewbacca was there. Oh, he was there. So that was really strange that I hadn't realized there would be so many movie-slash-TV yeah. stars there, and they were all in this little ghetto, like, TV star. Right. And um, The guy who played Superboy in this TV series, <laughs> who's clearly 20 years older and 20 or 30 pounds heavier. Um, and then there were a couple of Star Trek people there. Barbara Luna was there, who I love and I got to chat with. And then the crazy guy who played Pike mm-hmm. in the wheelchair. That, yeah. yeah, he's totally insane. <laughs> he, he, no, he, I'll tell you about that later, but he is really, really insane. Um, and there were uh, a couple other people, too. Um, there were the woman from Lost in Space, who played the daughter. 
Not, uh-huh. not Penny Cartwright, the other one, Marta Kristen. And the, the boy who played the kid in the right. original <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, he was there. And Richard Hatch was there, because yeah. he did a panel at some point, which I didn't see. Oh, and then um, the panel uh, right before the DC or the Spider-Man thing was the Resident Evil 3, and oh, Allie right. Larder, who was also on Heroes, was right. on it. Yeah. Boy, and she was posing up a storm, wasn't she? Yeah, and she had all the... The perfect, she's totally been prepped by agents and, and handlers. And when she'd finished, she knew she was on camera. She'd wink and do oh, these I, little, I like, know, totally. uh, squints. And, yeah, she, she's, she's, she's a good-looking woman. Um, and then they showed the clip from Resident Evil 3, which looked horrible. Oh. <laughs> I saw like it, whether it was ever. on TV or before a movie, that maybe it was before Ghost Rider. It just <laughs> looks awful. I, I can't believe they're making a third one. The second one, I've seen both. The first and the second. I first was tolerable. Second one was downright awful, and I can't imagine the stone's going to be any better. It looked pretty bad. It's just it's just a gore fest. It I is. Guess that just, that's what it's. That was the about. clip. In fact, the clip that they showed us was them shooting a bunch of holes in a bunch of zombies. Yeah, and it ends with a, a hole about the size a of a grapefruit. grapefruit through a guy's head. Yeah, that was the freeze yeah. frame on that. My question was, since they sh- set the scene where they were opening up like a, a shipping container full of zombies, why didn't they just throw a bomb in it? Right. Right at the beginning, <laughs> instead of shooting them all individually. And there were a lot of zombies coming out of that container. They must have been like cloning them right inside of it or something. Or it's, it's a I Dream of Genie type container where, you know, Littler inside. That's a, that could be, or maybe it was like a, a, a portal to another oh, a zombie dimension. That's a good point. A stargate. <laughs> <laughs> a zombie gate. Um, so then there were the two things that we saw at the end of the day in the great big ballroom, and one of them they did a really bad job on, so we just need to talk about that. The PowerPoint presentation <sighs> of Surfsaw. So this was advertised in the... Here, let me read it's it. Like, it's not even in here, is it? it? The, yeah, because oh, it, it was like a big movie Saturday thing. They were really hyping this because they were going to have um, a new trailer for Spider-Man 3, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. It's like, oh, I want to see that. And, in fact, they did have a new trailer for Spider-Man 3. But it was given a full half hour. <sighs> and then... It took forever to when, get to it. When we got to the point, they started with... Uh, this poor guy, I felt so bad. Okay, this is what it says. 4.45 to 5.30, Sony Pictures presents Spider-Man 3, comma, surfs up. Okay, we'll say it. It's the most eagerly awaited sequel since Spider-Man 2. WonderCon and Sony Pictures present a sneak peek at some of the web slingers' wonderment in Spider-Man 3 in theaters May 4th. If it doesn't get your Spider-Sense all a-tingly, nothing will. Plus, a look at the new animated film, Surf's Up. And it was... The reverse. 25 to 30 minutes of Surf's Up, and then they didn't have... It and they like, had, the, what was he, some executive, oh, creative director or director of CG like, or something. Yeah. And he had a PowerPoint presentation. I mean, And it was how the concept went from concept to design yeah. to animation. And I mean, it was cute when they showed the clips. Sure, yeah. I think so, it could be a cute movie. So it's a, it surfs up, it's a movie about surfing penguins. And they filmed it like it's a documentary, which right. adds to the humor. And that's all really well and good if they had only advertised it as being about surfs up. Right. So everybody was just feeling very impatient, and I felt really bad there for that guy. There were some booze near the there end, were, and people yelling, Venom! Yeah. It's just, you know, to have to go up there amidst, you know, 5,000 Spider-Man fans who really want to see the trailer when you're trying to talk about these cute little <laughs> penguins. Yeah. Well, and then he said something about, uh, this is the most innovative movie about penguins that's ever been made, and I, maybe I'm getting that not just right, but that. I was thinking, wait a minute, didn't Happy Feet <laughs> just hit? And, and then there was March of the Penguins. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't really claim to be anything innovative anymore. It's all penguins all the time. Um, so that was fine, and then it was over. And then really all they had was this new trailer that Sam right. Raimi had cut together. And there was nobody there to answer questions. And yeah, Avi Arad gave a, televised, or a, a pre-recorded film. filmed yeah. speech. 
So the trailer was cool. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Amazing. And it's different from the ones that are online right now. So it was something new. And they had some really cool Venom stuff right at the end. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. And I was surprised that Topher Grace was good. Right. He looked... It's when, like, he's, when he's pleading yeah. for uh, God... As, as Eddie Brock, he was good. Uh, that was Toby, very or, very nicely done. So Peter good. Parker. Yeah, I, I am glad. And you know what they didn't show at all was Sandman. I know. And Sandman was the big thing that they've shown yeah. in, the, in the previous... Uh, previews. Yeah, and, and that's what's mostly in the trailer that's online right now. The right. one we were looking at last week has a lot of Sandman in it. I'm surprised there wasn't more, maybe this is tomorrow, I haven't looked, but uh, more Fantastic Four stuff. There has been no Fantastic Four stuff, it's, and I don't see anything for tomorrow. It's crazy. I mean, this it's coming out. Yeah. There's a month after, maybe two months after Spider-Man. They should be promoting um, the hell out of it. Yeah. Nope. I don't it's see anything on the amazing screen. amazing to me. There isn't even that much uh, official paraphernalia. There are some Fantastic Four t-shirts and sweaters out there, and I almost got one, but they're not the new Fantastic Four no. logo that they're all wearing on the yeah. in the movie. I don't Surprising know. to me when it was the number one selling movie of that yeah. summer that it came out. Well, and th- they're doing such hype for the Silver Surfer and the right. things that they're releasing. I mean, this, the new CGI looks amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. The new trailer that just came out. Uh, week or two ago, yeah. that's it's on TV everywhere. Fantastic! It's, it's great. Um, so the last thing that we went to, and we'll just finish up with this, was um, something we were all pretty psyched to see, which was supposed to be a conversation about the new line of DC direct to DVD movies. Mm-hmm. And um, in the description for the panel, all they said was that Paul Dini was going to be there, and that was it. And then we got there, and it was Dan DiDio and Bruce Tim. So we yeah. were like, "Cool, this is great." Um, and I hadn't heard anything about this, so I didn't know what they were doing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're having this new venture where they're going to make movies, not half-hour animated things. They're releasing them direct to DVD, and the first one is called Superman Doomsday, right. which is built off of the Superman... Superman. Death of Superman. Death of Superman, right? Here's the card for it that they were handing out. Um, and that's coming out at the end of this year. I actually wrote it down. Uh, September, September 18th. 18th yeah, right. so that's it. And then the next one is New Frontier, which was a miniseries, and they didn't say when that was coming out. And then the third one is going to be um, Teen Titans Judas Contract. And those are the three that they've actually decided on, and then they were taking suggestions right. for other things, and um, people were making a lot of really interesting suggestions, so that was You cool. made an interesting observation when uh, we had we could see them big, on big screen, and uh, when he mentioned, when one of the fans mentioned uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, Rebirth or whatever... Yeah. Uh, Bruce Tim didn't write anything down. <laughs> and I, they said that um, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman. obviously Aquaman, obviously are the, yeah. the ones that they've highly considered already. And I wonder if Green Lantern isn't going to get his own uh, his own movie already. That would be so cool. I don't think they'll do Rebirth. Uh, Rebirth is a complex uh, storyline that requires you to understand the whole Parallax storyline as mm-hmm. well. And Hal Jordan going away and the Spectre. I think that that's... But but Green Lantern, of course, I would say this. I'm highly biased. Deserves his own movie. <laughs> <laughs> Being that I'm probably going to get a Green Lantern tattoo this year, yeah, you know, well. I think I'm a little biased. But um, so they showed us some stuff which looked pretty cool. They yeah. showed us they had just gotten some footage of the Superman thing, and it looked great. The characters look like Bruce Tim. I mean, they they have his stamp. Yeah. I thought Lois Lane looked really Asian, so I don't quite get that. <laughs> 
whatever. Um, but the thing that you and I both laughed about was they had a, a quick scene with um, Lex Luthor, <laughs> which he has. So, you know, Death of Superman, and they're talking about how Lex is, even though he's Superman's enemy, he's also really upset that Superman's dead because, you know, that's been his whole life is right. being in opposition. And his dialogue is something, what was it? it was he like, says, how why, you, why how, did you leave me why, now? Why, did you leave, why did you leave me? Uh, you know. We have unfinished business. <laughs> right. And I, I, I turned to you and said it would be nice for them to take a fairly, uh, not overtly gay, yeah. but play that thread a little bit with Lex, because there is something to be said about him totally. constantly being up against Superman, but in this very obsessed sort of way. Yeah, yeah. So that was that cracked me up. Um, let's see. So they're considering all kinds of things, and they, Bruce Timm really was writing things down yeah. as people were saying it. So. so if you got to pick your number one DC character storyline... It would either be, it's a choice between Kingdom Come, yeah. which a lot of people mentioned, that would be great, but I would also love to see what Bruce mentioned, which was the New God stuff, the mm-hmm. Kirby New God stuff, because I just love that. Yeah. And he was saying that they really want to do Kirby stuff, like whether it's New Gods or Commandi or some of the other stuff that he did, they, they want to go there, and I think that's a great idea. Perfect. I think uh, it could be really fun to do Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. but I think that they would absolutely have to get... Uh, Alex Ross, at least in the artistic yeah. advisement, he may not have to be the artist, but yeah. it has to have that feel, or it's not the same. Totally, it's, half of it is his art, you yeah. know. And uh, somebody mentioned the the uh, Green Lantern, uh, Green Arrow trek across the country. I think that could be really amusing. Although it's amusing for how funny it is that there are these two guys and they're riding across the country together, best buds. <laughs> But it's kind of, I always found it kind of boring. I like Green Lantern. I like Green Arrow all right. But I, I think that it, they would be hard-pressed to make it into something that people would want to watch. Well, maybe they'll cut it short and they'll come back and find speedy, um, you know. <laughs> speedballing. Speedballing. Whatever and, it was. Yeah, have to, uh, have to <laughs> throw them into rehab. Who knows? But um, th- there were people had good ideas. You know what? Absolutely. Okay. I would also love to see <clears throat> is this came up in the DC Universe panel in the morning. A woman who owns a comic book shop in the city said that <clears throat> she was wondering when they were going to do a Supergirl um, th- that's more uh, suited to younger girls. Mm. So right now the Supergirl's themes are much more adult. And she gets asked by girls who come in with their brothers or their moms or by themselves, you know, what can I read? That These are like 12 mm-hmm. years old and under and she doesn't really have anything. And so she was really asking Supergirl being the perfect um, character. So I would like to see whether it's a Wonder Woman or a Donna Troy or a Supergirl type movie mm-hmm. come out that, that, you know, the boys will get into, but the little girls could actually yeah, look up to. I, that's a great idea. When I, uh, last Christmas, the only toy I bought my niece, I, you know, I bought her mostly games and, and learning things, but the only toy toy I bought her was a Wonder Woman doll. And she thought she lost it, but she just found it, oh, actually. Yay. She told me. Um, <clears throat> even though she did decide to cut up the golden lasso. <gasps> Oh. Did something bad happen when she cut it up? No, she just she didn't want it on her waist anymore, oh, and, and you have to cut it to get it off. No, <laughs> but she cut it, and so I think I'm gonna when I go down next, I'm gonna bring her some um, gold string that oh. she can make a new one out of. But you know, I, I really think it's important for little girls to have these these role models, these superheroes he- oh. uh, that are heroines that they can get behind and really look up to, and that aren't overly. Uh, Feminized in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Good example. Yeah. Oh, that that's true. That would be great if they did that, if they could actually pull that off. I liked um, <clears throat> in the, the uh, it's on Cartoon Network, the 
Justice League Unlimited, I yeah. think it was. Uh, there was Supergirl, yes. she was really young, yeah, and yeah. there was another one uh, who was like Supergirl, but I forget. She was also a young... Yeah, I liked Supergirl when they did it on there. Yeah. She was a little hot-headed, right. but young in, in an okay sort of way and willing right. to learn from other people. Yep, I like that. Um, just to, <laughs> I, I forgot one other thing that I did today, which sort of builds on this, but I went to see um, the guy who created the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy talk, and he showed a clip from the new movie that they're making. Hmm. And that's a show that I think is a great show for boys and for girls because it has um, – the two kids, Billy and Mandy, and Billy is really innocent but really stupid, and Mandy <laughs> is really mean and really smart. And that's not a bad role model for right. girls, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. she's smarter than everybody else, and it was really fun. And again, there were lots of kids there, and they asked lots of questions. And I love kids' questions because they are both like so innocent and yet so penetrating at the same time. Right. So there were kids asking things like, why does Billy have such a big nose? <laughs> and why is Milkshakes the cat pink? Yeah. Because that's what, like, they need to know this. This is very, very important to them to well, know that. Well, it's fascinating to see the, the, the things that matter to, to kids and the things yeah. that matter to adults. Exactly, and yeah. Sometimes there's quite a bit of overlap. Uh, yeah, I think that when the little kid in the DC Universe panel asked, are you going to bring Wally back? I was like, yeah, yeah. I want to know. Totally. <laughs> bring Wally back. Oh, man. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Um, tomorrow, there's, uh, oh, there's our podcasting panel. We should go to morning. that. We should probably <laughs> appear, at least make a, a brief cameo. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be there talking about that. Somebody may be recording that, um, the other guys, the iFanboy guys. And if they do, I'll post that so people can hear what goes on. And, and there's some other good panels later in the day. There's a couple of girl ones. There's the one that's called um, Girls Kick-Ass, Female Protagonists, and then one called uh, Gender and Genre that's on after it. Um, and uh, a couple of other, I'm just looking at these things here. There's a Wildstorm thing. And there's, there have been a bunch of how-to, and there's one called Make a Video Game to Promote Your Comic. Hmm. There was one today on how to do costumes, but we didn't see that. I think there's one in here, and maybe I, I can't see it, but I'm not catching it very quickly. Or maybe it's not right here, but it's in the other stuff. But it's how to use a sketchbook to... Uh, oh, to sell your stuff. Sell right? your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. become more productive. And I think uh, my friend who is coming to see our podcast oh, uh, panel is also going to try and catch that. Cool. So I like that there are... Both some academic and some practical mm -hmm. ones, and also some just pure fanboy type geek out stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have no idea what we're going to talk about tomorrow. I, I whatever they ask us, we'll answer. Yeah, that's fine. Well, <laughs> my my fear is that we're going to get questions like, so an episode of three twenty eight, episode three twenty eight of whatever show, or an issue two hundred and forty nine of Teen Titans, since you being a Teen Titans mm -hmm. fan. Do you remember when so and so said such and such? And how do you feel that that is different from when? And I because that happened today twice in the DC Universe panel, and I'm just like, how, how do you answer that? I mean, it's also what Will Wheaton talks about in his book that I yeah. just read. You know, when they and, and you just get, have to get really good at it when yeah. you're a Star Trek yep. um, cast member, but. People will not ask that. That's good. So when I did this in, in San Diego, people were really just more interested in the whole podcasting thing and how it works and why do you do it and, you know. Because it's fun. Well, yeah, that's what I said. So I, I, that's what people want to hear about. And, and sometimes they really want to hear about how you do it. Like you come to somebody's apartment and you sit down in front of the computer with a microphone right. and you talk for half an hour. Or our mobile podcasting. Our mobile podcasting unit. Or you sit in the car and do it, you yeah. know. That, that for people is really interesting just to know how that works. So I think uh, – in in summary, I, I we were talking last time about what are our what movies are we gonna 
review oh, yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely have Fantastic Four, yep. uh, Spider-Man oh, 3, yes. which is coming before that. And I think we should try and catch 300, maybe not on opening weekend, mm-hmm. but um, I think that would be good. I, uh, you said you talked to some people who, yeah, who liked it. Who yeah, liked it. some women who thought it was pretty good. So I, I, I'm particularly interested because I thought they all were wearing um, uh, body suits that they then painted over and mm-hmm. that all the guys didn't have abs like that, but I was watching one of the... Uh, I don't remember what channel I was watching on TV, but it was a, a 300 special, and they were talk- They were following the guy who uh, is one of the lead characters, and he said that he did more intense working out for three to four months than than most pro athletes. Wow! And he actually his body actually looked like that. Sure, they used some makeup to mm-hmm. define the abs, but they follow him. They showed him, and he like crunched his abs and. The eight pack popped out. I'm like, wow, wow okay. that makes it a little more real for me. Yeah. Okay. So I would say the conclusion for today is movies about um, mostly naked, really buff, sweaty guys. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and just to throw this out there, if you haven't seen it, catch it online or on TV. But when uh, in the Fantastic Four uh, trailer, when Jessica Alba says, "Really hot for you," mm-hmm. and she's got her back to them, and and Chris Evans reaches around and grabs a uh, Ian Griffith. Ian Griffith's uh, chest and says, "Me too." Like. Hilarious. I really hope they it's do really more good. humor like that in the movie. It because very that, good. Johnny Storm is a great... They did a great job with them last mm-hmm. time. I, I hope they bring more of that out. Yep, so. I agree. All right, that's it. We're out yes. of here. Let's go get some Let's dinner. Let's get some dinner. <laughs> get ready to do this all again tomorrow. Okay.